This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Episode number 339 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. Uh, I did not like watch as three much 313s. Yes, it is three 113s. You are absolutely correct. And 113 is 100 plus a baker's dozen. So it's that 300 plus very, three baker's dozens. You're, you've, you're completely correct. 300 plus three baker's dozens. <sighs> anyway, that, now I've blown my shot for the night. <laughs> So you did not watch as much this week. I feel like I did, but it's not much that I'll be able to talk about. Yeah, I did not watch a bunch. Um, you know, we watched Oak Island. Uh, <laughs> they do the same thing every episode where there's just stuff going on that we're enjoying it. And then the preview for next week looks just enough that we want to check it out. Um, there's another show that they, we saw a commercial for on History Channel. That's it's another treasure hunting show and the Laginas are on it. With other people, and we were, we agreed we have no interest in watching them search for other treasure, um, mm. even if they find some. Um, <laughs> no, because this is the treasure you seek. Well, on this season, they were building a shaft in the ground, like they hired <laughs> this mining company to come build a shaft. Can they dig and, it? Huh? Can they dig it? They started it, and then now there's a huge permit process and questionnaire, and so it kind of got delayed. And it's like we want to see them build this shaft, so, so they can't dig it. They're going to they're going to dig it soon. Mm, but right now they can't dig it. No, nah, they can you dig it? Oh, it's Not right now, but later on. Shaft. Can you dig right. it? Yeah, because he's a bad mother. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I'm talking about a shaft. <laughs> and I can dig it. He's a complicated man. <laughs> no one understands him but his woman. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So anyhow. 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 I watched a couple movies. I watched one. Nice. And I watched an accompaniment of shows. Hey, I got to talk about something real quick. Okay. Talk so about last it. week you messaged me and you said, hey, you know, the dig is on. Was What's it on? Prime? Prime. Yeah. Yeah. The dig's the on Prime. Pale Blue Eyes on Netflix. The rig, I mean. And uh, the menu's on HBO Max. And I thought they were all movies, but the but the dig or the rig, the rig, that's what it is. The rig, the oil rig one. It's a TV series. Yeah, and I'd forgotten about that. It's a six episode and, limited. Yeah, and then there's something else I saw recently where it was like, oh, Echo Three on Apple Apple TV, and that's a TV series. I'm seeing more and more patterns <laughs> of limited series of like say five to six episodes of, of a TV show. Mm-hmm. That would sufficiently just be a movie and call it a day. Like I'd, I'd watch this if it was a movie, but because it's six hours of a show, it doesn't pique my interest as much. And I think that what they're doing is 
there have been not all of them, but there have been a number of times that you and I, I'm sure other people have watched a movie and said, ah, I wish they'd had a little more time to dig into this because, you know, they kind of crammed it all in there in an hour and a half or two hours. So yeah. I'm wondering if they're kind of they're looking at it that way and saying, boy, we've got a good story here, but it's going to take more than a movie to tell. I'm not disagreeing okay. with you. I do the same thing. No, you know, I, looking I, at the rig, I'm like six hours. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a lot to commit to. Like we'll have discussions where uh, I'll be like, "Hey, do you want to watch an episode of a show or a movie?" And she'll be like, oh, "I don't have a movie in me tonight." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't either." And that's at most two hours, you know. But sometimes yeah. even that's a bit of a commitment. Yeah. So I feel you. But yeah, so I just I struggle with that a little bit because I would like I like when I watch the trailer for like the rig, it looks good. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't want to commit to six hours of TV, which sounds stupid. Mm. Cause like I'm also rewatching Grimm and I'm on season five and I did watch several episodes of that this week. <laughs> so you're like, I won't commit to six hours of this new show, but yes. I'll commit to six hours of a comfort show. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Cause it's like a background. I, I feel you. It's yeah. like a background show. It's like, I've seen mm-hmm. it. I know it's going to happen. We're getting into the episodes where Adeline is forced to go live with the captain. Cause he's running for mayor or becomes the mayor. I thought uh, we were everything. getting into those episodes last week. No, no, no. I'm, no, that that's this season. I'm getting close to them. Um, oh, okay. I like I skipped over the episodes where Grick was, where Grick, where um, Nick wasn't a Grim anymore. Yeah. And right now I'm at the episode mm-hmm. where the mayor, yeah, with the candidate, the mayor candidate just got assassinated, and the two parter and Nick Ow. and um, um, oh God, starts with an M. Monroe. Monroe, God, I could think of Monroe. Where Nick and Monroe are in Germany after they found all the keys and everything. Yeah, so like after they remembered that there were keys to find. Exactly. So I'm I'm a few I'm a couple episodes away from the start of those episodes where Adeline's forced to go live with the captain. Uh, so I'll probably skip over those or skim through them. Um, my X Files rewatch is going well. I've watched all six episodes of season ten. Hmm. I'm going to watch season 11 now. And then I'm going to go back in time and start from the beginning. Are, are you going to go all the way back to ep, to season one, episode one, or are you going to like just jump in where you think that it picked up steam? I'm going to go back to season one, episode one. Okay. Yeah. Cause I didn't, once I started 10, I really do want to watch 11 cause it's the seasons I've watched the least. And um, and in reality, this September is the 30th anniversary of the X Files, so I figured this is the great year to watch rewatch the entire thing. Crazy, 30 years. Uh, well, from the debut, yeah, 30 years <clears throat> from the debut episode, September. Still crazy, crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah, it really is actually. It really, really is. Whew. Um. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. And then of course I watched I watched the Rasslins. Yeah, yeah. In the in the football. Oh, see, you, you lost me. Um, it's okay. We we watched two episodes of Doctor Who, um, which of course we're we're in the season where they're uh, paired up episodes. So we watched The Magician's Apprentice and The Witch's Familiar. Fucking stellar you know we were introduced to the doctor in his confession disc um michelle i'm convinced that michelle gomez as missy is the best incarnation of the master ever i will fight anybody who wants to fight on it 
Really? Missy is the best. Fighting to the death, are you? No, no, to the pain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we we also got to go back to Scarrow, which has been rebuilt, uh, meet Davros on the eve of his quote-unquote death, and see that you know, the doctor created him essentially by leaving that little boy out in the, uh, hand mine field. Yes. Um, so great episodes, both great episodes. The, uh, the writing, the, the dialogue just gets snappier and snappier with Clara, with the doctor, with Missy. I mean, they just bang, bang, bang. You, you guys can't see this, but you know, Mike's, going outside to do something and uh so he's carrying the laptop with him and it looks like one of those uh horror movies you know where the person has the camera in front of them and they're running down the hallway and you know the villain's right behind them but all you're seeing is like directly their pov but reversed are you okay man are you safe yeah, okay yeah everything's fine <clears throat> um, everything is a-okay so we watched those, and we also watched um, – we're up to episode five of seven of The White Lotus season two. I don't know if you're muted. I think you're muted because I saw your mouth moving. But No, I'm good. I was yelling at Kate. Oh, okay. In um, the other room. Gotcha. So, yeah, episodes three, four, five, like we're hooked now. Uh, this one was a nice. little slower to start, but yeah, we're hooked. I think I've got one of the mysteries figured out, not of who died, but I think I've got one of the mysteries figured out. And um, like last night, we literally like I, we watched episode four and I was like, I'm ready to watch another one. She's like, I am too. So we went into bed and we watched the fifth one. And then we're like, it's nine o'clock. We've got work tomorrow. If there was one more episode, we'd watch it, but there's two. So we're holding out. We're going to watch them together. Um, but yeah, really enjoying it. Um, I don't know if I would say – I don't think either season is better than the other one, honestly. Um, they both have really shitty people, good development. I think it's been funnier. The second season has been funnier. Yeah. Um, there are fewer people that I want to punch in the face, but I definitely think that the humor has been higher in this one. And, um, yeah, uh, I still recommend this show quite a bit. I think it's great. Nice. <clears throat> Have you watched any of season two of Alice in Borderland yet? I have not. Um, Kate and I were going to start Kaleidoscope last night Mm. or the other day. And she was like, how about we finish the shows we have before we start something new? And so (laughs) that's kind of what we decided to do. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about Alice in Borderland like you know what I'm just gonna wait a tick until I finish up because like uh, we just finished up uh, Tulsa King and 1923 is on a hiatus till February and I just finished I still need to finish Willow yes I haven't watched the final episode um, Dude, and it was neither have I because the final episode comes on this week oh okay so I need to watch I got two episodes I have to watch <laughs> Okay, I haven't watched the most recent one, and then, all right. Um, and then we want to finish uh, the Chippendales. Welcome to the Chippendales show. Mm-hmm, 
we're more than halfway through there. So yeah, I said to Julia the other night, I think we're going to reach a point here where we're caught up on all of our shows. She's like, no, that's never going to happen. Okay. That's a fair point. Um, I don't know if you just get rid of some, I'm like six episodes into season two of Alice in Borderland. Okay. Um, very interesting. I, now this isn't a spoiler, but I want to ask you, so it's, it's been a while since season one. Did I miss something where they reached the end of season one and had all of the number cards and just needed to get the face cards? Because that's yes. how season two starts. Yes. Yes. They had all the number cards. They needed the face cards. And is there like some kind of rule where if somebody in this world beats the game, everybody who's alive gets that card as well? I have not seen that rule. <clears throat> okay. Because I was wondering how they got all the number cards. Like, that's a lot of number cards. They had to do the two through ten of all four suits. Well, that's because, okay, so with this one, remember, these characters got introduced into this world, and they started playing, and they started collecting cards, and then they met that other group Yeah. at the the compound, and they had already collected a tremendous number of the cards, (laughs) and they only needed a few more once they took the cards that our group we met collected. Mm. they only needed a few more. So that's how they got all of them. We didn't see them collect every card. We just saw them collect maybe a third. Gotcha. Okay. It's starting to sound familiar. A a quarter to a third or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, this one, the thing that throws me off with this is that like, they'll do an episode where almost the entire episode is one face card battle, but it doesn't end in that episode. So then the next episode, it picks up and it goes to like halfway through the episode mm-hmm. and then you get the conclusion. And then we start on a different, a different group, a different battle. And that goes to the end of the episode, but then it goes into the next episode. So you're like, it's not even like a cliffhanger. It's like a cliffhanger halfway through the challenge. So yeah. it really lends itself to binging because then you're like, well, I got to turn on the next episode and see how this turns out. Okay. It kind of does lend itself to want to binge then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I think those are the only shows that I watch that you don't watch. Um, I, I will, we could talk about this in a minute, but I will point out that you were incorrect about one other thing. I thought the same thing you did. We are not done with Tulsa King. There's one more episode this week. Oh, really? I could have sworn yeah. that was the season finale. Did, Julia has never watched the show. She was laying in bed. I was watching it. She's scrolling on TikTok, and she's like, so that was the season finale, right? And I was like, no. And she's like, I've never even watched this show when this played out like a season finale. And I was well, like, hold on I a second know. now. How, how did yours end? Um, Being carted off to jail? Okay, yeah, that's how mine ended. Okay, so yeah. we did watch the same episode. Yeah. Like everything was like they even did the three months later and everything was kind of put a nice little bow on things. Yeah. The, the new, the new nightclub and casinos open, um, you know, he killed, they killed all the bikers off. Everybody, you know, he, he kicked the New York guys back to New York, which happened that, very quickly and very yes. easily. That, Although that I happened did, way, way quicker than I anticipated it would. I did love the exchange with Goody where he was like, you, you stay here. I always liked you. You got three seconds to make your decision. He's like, eh, okay. He goes yeah. over with it. What's your real name? Dennis. Okay. <laughs> we're going to stick is. with Goody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, like I looked it up and Sunday, January 15th is episode 10. 
And this episode was even called Happy Trails, which is what you say to somebody at the end of something. Hey, Kate, we got one more episode yeah. of Tulsa King, apparently. Comes on this Sunday. Doesn't that seem odd? I thought it was, and they didn't, and they wrapped it up like it was. There was like three times that episode was going to end. You know, I know, and it was only like a thirty-six after, minute episode. Like after he killed the, the the biker boss, and everything happened there. It's like okay, it's going to end. Three yep. months later, uh, okay, it's going to end. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he gets on the horse. You know, yeah, his, he, his kids, his daughter's there, and his grandkids are there. Okay, it's going to end. Yep, oh no, now we got to go to the ATF agent. She's getting uh, her job back, but there's one condition. Okay, so she'll have to hunt him down in the second season. Yeah. All right, it's going to end. Oh, <laughs> no, we're at the nightclub. Like, three yeah. times I thought it was going to end. Yeah. And, and then for her to just be like, wow. I mean, she did him dirty. Oh, she uh, did. She did. I mean, but like I told Kate, tried to I protect go, her career, but holy fuck. It's like, like I go, he's not going to be in jail again because this show is about him. So he's not going to be in yeah. jail for a year or some shit. So, like, the first episode next season is going to be him getting booked in and then released. Yeah. Because Except now it's going to be the last episode of this right. season, apparently. Because, unless the New York guys are coming back for another shootout. Because realistically, uh, he didn't bribe her. There's no evidence oh. he tried to bribe her. Nope. He thanked her for saving his life. Yeah. And so he gave her a million dollars. It was a gift. It was not a bribe. Nope. And and any good lawyer will get him off with that. Exactly. Um, exactly. So it's just attempt, a bunch of bullshit. They'll attempt to tack it to him. Um, I think that they're going to tell him that they want him to give them something, either on the bikers or on the New York gang. And they'll yeah. cut him a deal, and he's going to say, oh, you know that. And, yeah. Um, well, the bikers are all dead. There's no deal to be cut there. Well, they don't know that. I mean, it's been three months, but oh. these guys, remember, they were going to go to ground anyway. So, yes, that's right. So, you know, he could just say, like, I don't know what you're talking about. They must have left home. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It It's uh. still, I don't want to say it's a great show, but it's a compelling show. Like, I definitely sit down and watch this one actively. I want to see what's going on. I want to pay attention to who's talking to who and, you know, yeah. all the, all the tough guy stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we did also in this episode, cause you were like three behind, right? Yes. And we got all caught up. Yeah. Quick, cause yeah. when we were talking last week and I was like a uh, bathtub, meaning, you know, Chicky had killed his father in the bathtub and taken yes, the family yeah. business. Yeah. I definitely did not see that. <clears throat> um, but in this one, in the beginning of it, we got the flashback to why Dwight went to jail in the first place. And who yes. doesn't yep. he have a reason to fucking hate Chicky now? Uh, yeah, tremendously. I mean, Chicky was sadistic as it was heating up a fucking potato masher and branding that guy's face while he was handcuffed to a uh, radiator. <clears throat> yep. And then not bringing the keys. Yep. And then setting yep. the place on fire. Accidentally. Um. I thought that it was noble of Dwight to shoot the guy in the head. Yeah. You know, he's like, what are you doing? I'm not going to let you burn alive. Right. Nice of you, you know, but <laughs> I'm sure that basically what happened was once they got the fire out, they matched the slug in the guy's head who was handcuffed to a radiator right. <clears throat> to Dwight's gun. And, uh, yeah. 
Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. It's surprising. It was only a 36 minute episode, but a lot happened. Uh, um, tremendous amount happened in such a short period of time. I absolutely think that this was thrown in purposely as an Easter egg by Martin Starr. But when he was talking and he was hacking the uh, the Cayman accounts and the dude's like, how'd you learn to do all this stuff? And he's like, I was part of an Internet startup for five years. He was one of the characters, one of the stars on Silicon Valley. Oh, really? Yes. So it was him and TJ Miller and um, Kumail Nanjiani. They were him and Kumail were two of the programmers oh, in that okay. show. Um, <clears throat> Thomas Middleditch. Uh, yeah, it was it was a really great show. I watched a lot of that show and really enjoyed it. But yeah, I think that that was him improving a um, an Easter egg to that show, and I loved that. I was so there for that. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, um, so I guess I'm excited to see one more episode, especially when I thought it was pretty much done for the for the year. Same. For the season. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So I'll be I'll be happy to watch that. Yep. Um The Rookie. What you think? Uh, I I didn't watch it. Okay. What'd you think? I got nervous because right in the beginning it said previously on the rookie and the rookie feds. And I went, Oh fuck. Are we doing another goddamn crossover? Yeah. Uh, they did do a crossover episode last Monday. Is that what it was? Cause yeah. Two hour rookie event. The, the fed lady showed up and you know, they were helping out with the case, but I didn't see anything where it was like, Oh, now you have to go watch feds in order to get the whole story. But, oh, well, they, they did a two hour crossover event. It was one of those where Harper and Wesley were at the bank and, you know, they were going to get a loan or something like that. And, and basically Harper happens to look up and goes, that guy right there, he's a notorious bank robber. He's going to rob this of bank. Course. And she knew him and knew that he always had a three person crew. And of course, you know, they caught him and one of his crew members, but they didn't catch the other one. And there was a civilian who got hit in the crossfire and ended up in the hospital. But wait, wait. The civilian was the third person. <gasps> Yank. And yep. um, and Bradford and Chen are officially dating now. So there you go. Well, that's those, good, I guess. All those dreams are coming true. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I cared about. Which Which was very little, but yeah. Okay. You did not watch Willow. Is. This was the second last not. episode. Um, no spoilers or anything. It was good. Um, I will say one thing about Willow that I, I said to Julia this time, and I don't know if you'd agree or not. It, I know it's a high fantasy show, so you're not used to this, but it's got a pretty killer soundtrack. Like, um, Yeah, it really does. Like Every episode ends with a really awesome cover of a song. Yeah, better than it has any right to be. Exactly. Like, like way better than I would ever anticipate it to be. And they usually use a song that's got a pretty powerful intro to it. So uh -huh. you get that intro as the episode's wrapping up. And like, yeah. I think they even did enter Sandman once. And I'm like, why uh -huh. does this work? This should not yeah. be working right now, <laughs> but it works. Yeah. Uh -huh. And they had another one midway through because they had a montage. And yeah. so they had a good, decent montage sound with it. Uh, but there were two things in there 
in this episode that I was like, okay, wait a minute. Nobody's going to comment on this. And only one of them was commented on. Okay. The other one has not been commented on. And I'm really getting a okay. little bit miffed that nobody has commented on this because it's been okay. going on for several episodes. So once okay. you've caught up, which by next week we'll be, we'll have watched the finale. Um, I'm now I, going to wait to watch it till Wednesday. I don't blame I you. Yeah. yeah. So without, uh, maybe this is a hot take. I don't know. Willow the movie's really not that good. I I loved it. Um, there's it, some really bad green screening in it. But. Right. Nostalgia base wise, like it's really not that great. Willow's actually kind of annoying in the TV in in the movie. Okay. Uh, and it it just it is what it is. But like I watched it as a kid and I loved it, so it's got that great nostalgia feeling. I thought so, you said you didn't like it that much as a kid. I watched it as a kid. Yeah. So I got that nostalgia feeling of watching it from a kid. As a, yeah. you know, like watched as a kid, now I'm watching as an adult. Yeah. Same thing with Return to Oz, even though it terrified me. So, anyways, <laughs> the TV the, series, the wheel guys, right? The, the, wheelies, the wheel guys, it's wheelies. It's just fucking just nasty. Yeah. Will of the TV series is so tremendously good and so much better than the movie somehow. My opinion. Um, it just surprises me every week, like how how good it is. Mm-hmm. And how good of a job they've done with it. And then the little things, like you said, like the songs they're using, the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. I still definitely feel that there are some cheesy parts to it. And there are some that are like annoying where it's like, oh, my God, will they, won't they kind of thing. Uh, But definitely it's it's one of the most enjoyable high fantasy shows that I've seen in a long time. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm bummed that we're that you know we're coming up on the final episode here this week uh but don't worry because this coming sunday i believe hbo max the first episode of the last of us comes out so we'll have a new weekly show to talk about i don't know oh fuck you you're watching the last of us (laughs) it's an hbo max show that's going to be like it's going to generate the same kind of buzz that game of thrones does Maybe a little bit less, but trust me, this one's going to be talked about. This one's going to be good. And they've already said that they're not straying from the games. Like once they've told the story that is in the two games, they're done. So they're not going to add their own story in on a season three or four or whatever. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't play the games, so I don't really have the knowledge base of the games. I don't really know the storylines of the games. Um, which is why I haven't said anything because I want you to go into it fresh. Who, uh, who, are you a Marine <laughs> suddenly? Not Uwa, but, uh, I, Oh, I just, I hope it's, I see a lot of the walking dead in it. Like when you watch the previews and the trailers, I, I get and, where you're coming and from. And I liked how Walking Dead started, but I really didn't like how Walking Dead went on. In fact, I gave up watching it. Yeah. Nope. I don't think that you have to worry about that here. Trust me. This one, they're always moving. This one, they're trying to get from the Boston area to Seattle on foot, mostly. So. Okay. Do you uh, watch some Young Rock this week? I So, yes. Um, real quick. I do need um, to say that this was a completely fictional episode as far <laughs> okay. as the history of wrestling is concerned. 
I was going to um, ask you about that because it was so centered on this one feud. Yeah, and 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 it, it maybe they tried to run their own show, but they definitely did not create a promotion. Use NWA wrestlers. Jim Crockett Jr. was never in Hawaii. Rick, there was no, like, no, 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 no. Maybe he went to Hawaii, but yeah, that that never. That was not of all the episodes I've watched, which is all of them, but of all, you know, when it comes to them talking about wrestling and everything, this is the one that departed the most from the actual history of things. Interesting. Okay. And when I said that it was like focused on this, what I meant is sometimes you get these episodes where they like, here's three different storylines. One, when he was a teenager, one, when he was in college, one, when he was a kid, this one was all in like a one week period while he was a kid. Yes, no, this was all in a, in a, in a, a, bit, a bit longer than that, but this was all in a period of when his mom and dad decided to open a rival wrestling promotion in Hawaii to go against their grandmother mm-hmm. and against his grandmother, his mother's mother, and, you know, how she basically kind of screwed them over and, and forced them out of business rather shrewdly and quickly. Yeah. And there's really no history of that ever happening. No. Good. Yep. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wanted to ask you was as somebody who has gone on the record as being a remarkably huge Ric Flair fan, what did you think of the actor who was supposed to be portraying him? Um, you know, honestly, they, they, they did a, they, they've done a good job having uh representation of these wrestlers um rick flair dusty Rhodes, you know uh, i can look at them and go oh that's who they're supposed to be or that's who they're portraying without mm-hmm. hesitation and the rick okay. flair guy yeah he did a great campy job as rick flair the dusty Rhodes guy did a great campy job of oh that's supposed to be the american dream dusty Rhodes from when he was kind of yelling at the fans, some of the, like, he had that dusty voice going and then getting on the ring ropes and like, you can't see what I'm doing, but like bobbing his knees back and forth together while he was mm-hmm. standing, you know, with his legs bent and everything, dusty isms and mannerisms and everything. So. So in that respect, you, you appreciate what they've done. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do. I, I, you know, um, yeah, I really do. I like what they've done. I can tell who they are. There's no mystery of like, oh, I wonder who that is or who's that supposed to be. It's it's a very it's the very cartoonish versions of those characters for us, so that there's no mistaking who they are. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, the only two other ones that I'm seeing here on the list are Quantum Leap and Ghosts. So, uh, Quantum Leap, that's back. Um, Finally. Yep, yep. Uh, that this was a good episode. Um, I'll be, I'll be honest. I, uh, I got kind of annoyed. <laughs> uh, Can't imagine because, why. <clears throat> because it was <sighs> bait and switch. It was, it was, yes, yeah, big old bait and switch. It was kind of obvious as to what was going to happen. They telegraphed it pretty tremendously, I think as far as his story in the past. Um, and then, you know, the Calavici story, them tracking her down and everything, that was pretty easy. Like, 
too easy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what were your thoughts? No, I felt the same way. I almost laughed out loud when, because, you know, we ended on the cliffhanger of him saying, I remember why I leaped. It was to save you. And then he leaps out and leaps into this yeah. new one. And when she yeah. catches up with him, he's like, I remember that it was to save you, but I don't remember why. And I exactly. almost laughed out loud, like, are you shitting me? Okay. And of course, Addison's now mad at him because yeah. you didn't tell me there was, I'm in danger somehow. You didn't tell me you just left. And he's like, I don't remember why, but it must've had a good reason. Like I trust that I had yeah. a good reason for this. She's like, nah. and yeah. so she's got an attitude with him most of the time. But, um, I liked the episode overall. Um, Deborah Ann Wall, awesome. Love her as an actress, uh, as an avid DVD play, D and D player. Um, she's just great. So she plays the fictional um, pop singer. Not really pop, but you know, she's the. Uh, what am I trying to think of? She's a singer in the early, late sixties, yeah. and <clears throat> she's hitting it big. And I was going to think of she, a diva. But it's not Diva. Yeah. Um, but she basically, um, she almost dies at her sound check. And then it turns out that no. it wasn't that, that, you know, she's actually going to get murdered. And you have to solve the mystery of the murder. And of course, you know, you're three quarters of the way into the episode and they figure out who did it. And so they get that person out of the picture. And then you yeah. realize that there's still a quarter of the episode left. So, you know, that exactly. was the real killer. Right. Um, um, it's, she's like a Joni, Joni Mitchell. Or thank you. Yes. Barbara Streisand type singer. I was thinking of, Oh God, I can't or even Stevie think of her Nicks. name. Stevie Nicks, uh, Joni Mitchell. Yes. Um, I was thinking of the, the blonde in Jimi Hendrix's day, the one who died at Kurt Cobain's age. And I'm literally blanking on her name. I can't remember. Anyway, um, she did a good job of it. Um, it had a happy, satisfying ending. Uh, Al's Eddie daughter Harry? is now. No. Um, she's still alive. Al's oh. daughter is now captured by the Quantum Leap people, which, if you ask me, is exactly what she wanted. Like, they just brought her into Command Central. And. And. Uh, so now she's going to, I'm sure, break free of her bonds or she's going to screw with everybody's head so that they're questioning themselves and then sneak off and get into some trouble, you know, hacking into the system or something. Yes, it's probably exactly something like Janis Joplin. That's who I was thinking. Oh, Janis Joplin. Okay. Yeah. I just had to do famous singer who died at 27. Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, and um, uh, Kurt Cobain. People who died at 27, famous musicians. The 27 okay, yes. Club. Janis yes, Joplin. Janis Joplin. Yeah. Okay. You said Joni yes. Mitchell, and I knew that it was a J, but it was throwing me off. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah. Um, by the end of the episode, he still doesn't know why he leapt. Um, but you know, him and Addison have kind of patched things up a little bit. Cause he has that nice speech with, uh, Deborah Ann Wall's character. While and, he's looking at her. Yeah. Yeah. And she kind of does the head nod like, yeah, I get it. You're talking to me too. Um, 
I will say this. He's getting much better at, or maybe the writers are getting much better at, covering the fact that he's talking to a hologram. You know, like in this case, he was a bodyguard, so he kept like holding his wrist up like he was talking into his wrist communicator that I don't know that that would have been a thing in the 60s, but anyway. Um, and then, you know, Addison warns him. She's like, oh, stop talking. She's right behind you. So they're getting better about that awkwardness of the fact that you've got somebody who's talking to an invisible person. Um, that kind of ties into ghosts a little bit this week because um, they kind of talk about the fact that when there's a new assistant in the hotel, Sam can't talk to the ghosts freely because they don't want her, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. the same scenario where he can't just talk to her anytime he wants. Uh, because and they've done that several times in early episodes where like he kind of goes off to the side to talk to her, but in reality he's still an earshot of these people talking to himself. Yes. Yep. So, um, I thought it was a great episode. Uh, oh, I mean, it I was thought, amazing. I thought, I thought it was a good episode. Um, the singing was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you it know? was in general, it was nice having the show back. Like I got my little TV time notification of upcoming or, you know, now available shows. And I was like, oh, quantum leaps back. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now that we know that they're getting a second season, which neither one of us expected at all. Uh, no, I did not expect a second season in any way, shape or form. And it's not that it's a bad show. It's just that it's sci-fi and it's primetime it's sci-fi. On, it's on NBC. Yeah. And they, uh, they're not very good about renewing those shows. No, they're no. really not. <clears throat> so surprised and happy to find out. Uh, ghosts, while we're talking about it. <laughs> um, so in this episode of Ghosts, they're trying to hire a new assistant for the inn, someone to work so that they can have some free time and not do everything themselves, which is really kind of cool. The perfect assistant. They interview yeah. a guy and they decide to hire him and they both love him. Uh, mm-hmm. But they don't understand kind of like why he's delivering food, if he's got this degree in like hotel management, whatever it is, and what's going on. Um, and they find in his car, the ghosts do at least, a ghost who's mm-hmm. affixed to the car. And she's essentially, she died drunk, so she's always kind of drunk. And she's got a big piece of glass sticking out of her head. Um, Sass falls in love with her, of course. Uh, but anyway, so he's named from Superstore. Yeah, sorry, it's Cheyenne from Superstore, yeah. So she tells the ghost that, like, she died from uh, an accident. Um, she was drunk driving and she crashed her car. No, she says that she was hit by... No, 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 no. she tells the ghost the first time she crashed her car and died. And that's why she's attached to the car, because she died in a car crash. And then the second time when Sam's there, then she says, oh, hey, yeah, that guy murdered he's a nice guy and all, but he did murder me. And they're there like, you go. What? Okay. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, so she told the ghost initially she died in a car crash, which is why she's affixed to the car. Mm-hmm. And she even like walks like six feet away from the six steps away from the car and boom, she's <laughs> in her border, you know? Um But so this leads and, and anyways, then she tells Sam later that the guy Freddie uh killed her by hitting her with the car in a hit and run. Mm-hmm. Then the ghost later asks if she has any like special tricks she can do. She's like, I can turn the car alarm off because I still have the keys, see? And that's when she reveals right after the ghost tell her that he murdered her. So they fire him for like drinking a soda without permission. And uh, yeah, 
even though he's like perfect and amazing and on and on and on. Um, and then the ghost basically figure out that he, she lied, that she actually crashed the car herself into a telephone pole and went through the windshield. Mm-hmm. And she lied because she didn't want to be stuck there at the hotel all the time. She wanted to get back on the open road with him, delivering food and driving around. Yeah. Because yeah. she loves the smell of the food and seeing the world. Yeah. Um, but they eventually track. He eventually, they eventually trick him into delivering a burrito to them, and they uh, they hire him back. <laughs> after after getting like what thirty or forty burritos. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And he's like, I want three of those burritos. <laughs> Sold. Yeah, they're like, oh, you use Isaac was a fucking riot in this episode. Um, yes. Talking about things like she said, you know, I was out having uh, bottomless mimosas, and he's like, bottomless alcoholic beverages. How do they stay in business? She's like, oh, well, they water them down, but you know, I still got a lot in me. And uh, then when she was like, yeah, I was having brunch with my bitches, and he's like, how is it that bitches is a term of endearment? <laughs> Yeah, he had a lot of little like utterances other under his breath this episode that were hilarious. I do I also liked when uh when she was trying to fake them out when she was like, Oh yeah, um I was in the car accident and he hit me so hard that I flew into the car and the keys fell out in my pocket. Yeah. And you know, a normal sitcom they'd be like, Oh wow, okay. And everyone was just like, Yeah, that makes absolutely no sense. You were lying through your teeth. So I appreciated that as well. <sighs> yep. Yep. Uh, there was a B story going on, which is that um, baby. Oh, Bjorn, that's right. That's right. <laughs> baby Bjorn has a bully. The fifties uh, housewife is bullying him yep. over at the other house. And uh, that was fucking hilarious to watch because they have to yell across the yard. So everybody was yelling when they were talking to each other. And it was it just made the whole conversation so much better. I'm glad they went back to that. They revisited that story and they didn't just have it be like a one off for the episode. Right. Right. Yeah. I like when the 1950s housewife shows up and makes fun of him. And then Uh I like when Pete answers Bjorn yelling, baby Bjorn yelling at him, says, I'll go get Thorfinn, don't worry. But what's going on? How's the bully? Oh, he told you about that? <laughs> yeah, you know, blah, blah. You know, it's like, well, maybe she just kind of likes you or whatever, and it's funny, and then Thor gets offensive, like, Pete thinks he's a better dad than him. Mm-hmm. And then Bjorn's like, yeah, she did like me, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, have you had the sex yet? No, we're getting to know each other. Well, let me explain it to you. You know, like, a sword and a sheath. And his, I love like uh, Thorfinn. He's he's had children. I think he knows how it works. Yeah. And he's like, well, that was with like a, a Finn or whatever. A this Dane. is a Dane. It's completely different. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Just let him do his thing. <laughs> yeah. Just let. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Sword and a sheath. Oh uh, yes. Good times. So is that it for shows? 1923, you watching that? Nope. No? Don't don't know that I will either. Why? Just not really my my thing. Like it's a it's a frontier show, correct? Yes. Yeah. Well, well, okay, this is what's weird about it. Okay. Um 
I keep forgetting that it takes because like we were looking. Oh, so there's a scene. Okay, so there's a portion of it takes place like say in, in Yellowstone area, Wyoming, Montana, whatever. And we're on the we're on we're out in the west. We're in the plains, and then they go to town in one episode because this is, takes place in 1923. And mm-hmm. there's cars the name. and paved roads <laughs> and washers and dryers, and they're being introduced to electricity and on and on and on. So there's all these modern advancements mm-hmm. but yet it still has a tremendous old west feel we see shots from world war once so we know it was a horrific war and there's airplanes and tanks and all kinds of shit and then we also see like that he's in like one of the kids isn't one of the sons or whatever is in africa and so because it's africa yes we see automobiles but they're in the middle of the jungle or the african plains and Lions and elephants and giraffes and all this other shit. So you forget, like, we're watching this episode and we're both trying to figure out, like, does that does that girl have underwear on? And it's like, no, nah, I think we'd see it if we did. Well, we, we, well, they didn't have. I mean, I go, did they have underwear then? Because I'm thinking it's 1880s or something like that, like regular underwear. And she's like. Well, yeah, it's 1923, Michael. I'm like, oh my god, that's right. And she's like, so they probably have bloomers or something. She goes, but then again, they'd have bloomers. I'm like, yeah, like there's no way she has underwear on. They were in twenties. Yeah, there's no way that, that she has underwear on because there's no, there's no. Uh, they didn't have thongs then and g-strings. They had like full bottomed underwear, is what I'm gonna say. And she's like, yeah, like a bloomer, and we're seeing cheeks. So there's no way. So like that's that's an actual conversation that happened as we're watching the show. So I keep forgetting all the time that it takes place in 1923, even though that's the title, because when you're watching it, you think you're watching the Old West type of thing because of, Mm. you know, the landscape that we're being exposed to. Gotcha. Not the roaring 20s of, you know, that city life. Right, right, right. Um, Yeah. So but we're I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's definitely my cup of tea. Yeah, and I'm not saying that it's a bad show, but it's not it's not anything that I really looked forward to or was like, "Ooh, I got to watch that." Like that's just yep. that's not my kind of show. Yeah, I get you. Um the only other show I watched this week that you don't watch that I watch on the regular is CSI Vegas. Yep, yep. It's CSI. That's it. I'm so I'm going to say I enjoy it. Um, this week's murder uh, that they had to figure out was a uh, someone murdered someone with a drone because they had did they had um, deactivated all the safety features that prevent it from getting too close to someone and this and that or whatever. Uh oh. So that was a clever death. And then they also touched on the dangers of social media and being a uh, uh, influencer or like you know one of those Instagram people that yeah. So, gotcha. touched on the dangers of that mm. a little bit with the storyline. So, interesting. But it's a good show. Yeah, I still I, I have like I've watched a couple episodes of the re of the re re release or, or return of uh, CSI, but not I mean uh, Criminal Minds, but it's not grabbing me and pulling me in. I that's one of those that both of us were like, oh, we really like Criminal Minds. Let's watch this. And then every yeah. night it was like, you want to get into it? No, oh, no. Uh, maybe another night. Maybe. Yeah. And now it's at the point where it's like, do we really even want to? 
Yeah. Maybe someday. Um, but yeah, that's it for me for shows. That's also it for me for shows. Okay. So you said you watched a couple of movies and I watched one movie. I'm sure that we watched the same movie. Uh, I watched, um, menu, the menu. Yep. And the I menu. watched the menu. I watched the, the, the pale blue eye. Okay. I did not watch that one. So that's on Netflix. That's the one with uh, Christian Bale and Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. Yep. Uh, at the West Point Academy where he's solving a murder. Um, at West Point Academy, born and raised. Uh, no, that's no, that's not how it goes. Okay. It's in West Philadelphia, born and raised. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to give away anything because I'm assuming so you did enjoy it because I was reading a lot of like, I don't want to say like horrible negative things, but they definitely this got like a 5.4 or, you know, 46 percent. Like there's not a lot that I mean, it's slow. The actor, the acting of the actor that played Edgar Allan Poe Poe is, is a little annoying. It's his accent is what it is. It's the accent, the fake accent he's doing. Um, but all in all, I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Good. I thought it was I thought it was done well and I liked it and I it's definitely worth a, at least a one a one time watch through. Um I probably will watch it. It's on my list, but yeah. Yep. I thought about watching that uh, Will Smith movie, uh, Dump, Dump Emancipation. Yeah. On Apple Plus, but I've read the same thing, like really shitty reviews and like 40% on Media Critic and 50% on Rotten Tomatoes and this and that. And that doesn't mean it's bad by any means, but definitely does does definitely does deter me a little bit. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then the other movie I watched was The Menu. As did I. Um, it's been out long enough. I don't care if we make spoilery talk about it. Yeah, it, I absolutely agree. Like, we're at the end of the episode anyway, so please know that we're going to talk about this. So my wife called pretty much straight away when they got to the island that she was a prostitute. Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. W- there was not a lot of, like, subtlety there when she's dressed like that, looking like that. And then the old guy sees her and like goes, oh, I don't want to look at her. Well, Kate's big tip off is when they got to the island and the guy said, your name? And he's like, oh, no, this isn't Miss or whatever. This is uh, – and he didn't know her name. Mm, yep. And then <clears throat> I, I I, was just like, uh, maybe she's not, only because it didn't make sense that he would spend $1,250 to bring this girl to this island for this eating experience where she cares nothing about – you know what I mean? Like it didn't feel like – you would hire a date for that, that you would actually be dating someone. So I kind of went along the lines of it was awkward because he made this reservation with his ex-girlfriend and then canceled when they broke up and they're just, they've been dating for a short time. And, you know, um, that type of awkwardness is what I was going with. I gotcha. And that makes sense. Um, I didn't see it as a problem though, because 
the way I was looking at it was if this, if this place is that expensive and that exclusive, um, and he was expected to be a party of two, you know, he even said that early on, he's like, this place won't take single resume or no, he said that later, but that's he what said I was it later was. on. Yes. Yeah. That they it's wouldn't take Ralph a party of one. Char- yeah. Reveals that, you know, Hey, he knew exactly what was going to happen when he brought you here. We told him, yeah. I told him yeah. point blank. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think of this movie overall? Um, there's a part of the movie that he actually says, if you guys would have worked together and fought back, you probably would have overtaken us, but you didn't. Uh, and that's kind of how I feel about that. Like at the end, you know, when they all just sit there and let happen, what's going to happen. They're not drugged. Nope. Those just all just resign themselves that oh they're gonna do something terrible to us. Uh huh. You know, just like John Leguizamo's date. You know, like what about her, man? She doesn't. You know, she didn't sign up for this or whatever. And she's like, "Where'd you go to school? Brown University. Do you have any student loans? No, I don't. <laughs> you die. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> like. And then you know, I'm kind of not completely convinced that like he talked her into making him a cheeseburger. And then uh, my eyes are bigger than my stomach. And then he like packed and he's like, can I get it to go? And so he packed her food up and he, she paid the bill and she left. Mm-hmm. But why like, aren't you, why aren't you convinced about that? Because earlier in the movie, he basically was like, you don't belong here. You one of us or you one of them. And he knew that she was only there because she was duped into being there. She's not a regular. She she's not. Uh, there was no like everyone else. You felt like, I don't give a shit if they die. Good for them. But mm-hmm. this character, like he even felt like she didn't deserve to be there. And then when she tries to play the card of trying to escape and get help, because she doesn't want to die. And I was like, oh, no, you do deserve to be here. You know, like it just. He was so back and forth. Like if he had done that from the beginning, like, I don't know. I just. So the way I interpreted this was it was less about whether you were a good person or a bad person. It was more about, well, at its base, it was working class versus the elite and building on that thought. He was saying to her, he's like, are you really one of them, meaning the elite, or are you yeah. one of us, the working class? Which he knew she was because she was a prostitute. Yeah, yes, he's like, so she you was selling her was, goods and services. Well, I believe she was the young lady on the uh, on the taco with the old man. Mm, and his yes. wife was like, who's this girl? And yep. then later on, she asked him, like, so, you know, my husband, she's like, fuck it. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Um. I liked it when the men folk were sent to run away and then be chased down. The ladies went inside to have a, a, a meal or it's another portion of the meal. And um, the nurse, the nurse, she's crow. The female sous chef is there with them and she starts breaking down crying and they're trying to like get on her good side and talk them and letting them go. And she's like, Oh, the idea of everyone be everyone dying was mine. I'm pretty proud of that. And they're all like, fuck it. Can I get some more wine? Like, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they all just resign, especially at the end. They all just resign themselves to like, hey, I'm not going to try to fight back. Yeah, they have knives, whatever. I'd rather die than die. if I'm going to die anyways, I'm going to die fighting. Like, and again, I had a big to, problem with that. See, to me, that continued the theme that they were going with here, which was working class versus elite. So you got the working class, you got the chefs in the kitchen. Yeah. And he was basically talking about, like you saw the picture. He started off as a burger flipper. He loved to cook. 
And so he got better at it and better at it. And he got to the point where he was just serving these elite motherfuckers. Yeah. But none of them worked for anything. None of them cared a thing about it. Like he had the old guy and he's like, you've been here 12 times. Can you name one dish that you've had? Oh, nice. Because name one meal you had the last time you were here. Exactly. He name any he, dish you've had here. And he couldn't. He couldn't because to him, it was more about the status and he didn't care about the art that they were doing. So this yeah. guy is basically saying like, we, we have elevated ourselves as high as we can go as serving people, as working class people, we have gotten as high as we can. And a, we'll still never be as good as you guys. And B, we can't go any further. Like we are stuck no matter what, because the system is unfair and it's broken. And even though I am this world renowned, prestigious chef, I am still serving fuck nuts like you who are embezzling, who have absolutely no idea what you ate here last time or Nicholas Holt's character, you know, somebody who sits there and watches all my shows and considers yourself to be able to do what I do. And you have no fucking clue when put to the test. So, you know, you've got these rich people who they did exactly what I've always wanted to see rich elitist people do in these movies, which is nothing. They had no fucking idea how to fight back. They had no idea how to do anything. And basically we're just like, I'm fucking useless without my assistant. I'm, I'm, I have money that I can throw at problems, but if I do, if I can't, th- cause remember they were all like that, like how much name a dollar amount. And they're like, no, yeah. no, that's not what this is about. Um, I mentioned this more than once to Kate while we're watching it. It's like, man, this, this movie's full of Ted Mosby's. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. talking about like the wine and then like, oh, this is so avant-garde because they put, they served us accoutrements, but no bread to go with it. And on and on and on and on, like all that stuff like that. And, you know, like, yeah, and they were trying to be, you notice. You notice that with the elite people, like especially the bread course where there was no bread, like some of them were like, oh, it's so avant-garde. And some of them were like, hmm, this is a little bit weird. And then, of course, Anya Taylor, she's just like, are you fucking kidding me? This is bullshit. Like um, as far as her getting him to cook the burger. So the reason that I think he let her go is because she treated him like. He was, she treated him like a chef, like a burger flipping chef. And she's like, I'm not hungry. I'm not satisfied. And he's like, wait a minute. Cause everybody just sits there and lauds him and goes, Oh, it was so amazing. Oh, it was so wonderful. They write reviews. Yeah. Yeah. And she was just like, no, this is bullshit. You didn't feed me, feed me now. And he's like, okay. And she's like, I want a cheeseburger. None of this bullshit deconstructed. I don't have bread on my plate. I want a real fucking cheeseburger. I love the thing. Do we have fries with that? And he's like, do we have fries? Shoestring or crinkle cut? And yeah. The plate came out and Julia's like, she got crinkle cut. And I said, that's the only acceptable answer. Like it goes crinkle cut and then steak fries and then shoestring. And then anything else beyond that is just you know, <laughs> random. So um, <laughs> I did like, well, so I thought afterwards when she's sitting on the boat eating the burger. Yep. I was just going to die. Oh, like she was like, poisoned or something? Yes, like the burger was going to be poisoned. <laughs> I didn't because that was his passion. Like that's where it all yeah. started for him was making those burgers, being employee of the month. It's the last time he really smiled. Yeah. Um. You know, that was I, – I, 
you're right though. Oh my God. I kept laughing out loud, especially with the wines when the guy would come out and tell them what the wine was and like explain to them the notes and the hints and the flavors. I was like, this is so fucking pretentious. I love it. It's ridiculous. Nicholas Holt's character was amazing because the whole time, like everybody else is freaking out and he's just like, Hmm. Okay. This is he's good taking stuff. it all in, you know, or like, I thought he was a sociopath or that he was he just, he was. really wanted the chef to like him, but yeah, he was yeah. because he knew what was going to happen in this. Like when everybody ran off and she, he stayed with the girls yep. and then he was yep. forced to run away. But then you see him trying to peek through the window to see what food they're getting. And he, that's the first thing that he asks when he comes to the door. What did you get? What was, what was it that you got? Yep. I love the chicken coop guy who hit out yes, there and I mean, was literally a chicken. Here you go. You know, like a special treat for the last person to be captured. And then they just leave him in there. He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, everyone that deconstructed s'mores thing at the end, when like, she's kind of walking out real cautious, like, are they really going to let me go? Yeah. And then like the, the, the rich guy who got his finger cut off his wife, she just kind of like waves him out, like go, go. Uh-huh. And they, they let him go. They let her go. Nothing summed it up more, the whole like working class plight type of thing, than his hatred for John Leguizamo's character. I know you can relate to that. Yes. When he was like, I got one day off Sunday. Yes. It's my one sacred day. And I've had one day off in like, uh, like three months. Yes. yes. And I decided to go and watch this movie that you were in. And he's like, I, I, I didn't produce it or anything. I was just in it. He goes, I hated that movie. You robbed me of my time off, my sacred yep. time off. You and I have been there when you're like yes. doing those 18, 20, 25 day stretches. And you're just like, I need some time off. And then that whatever you do, whether it's a game or a wrestling yep. match or a movie or something, it has to nurture you because yes. this is your only oasis in that fucking hellscape of work yep yep and to have it be something like that where you're like you stole my fucking i oh my god i could have chef kissed right there i was like that is I, so perfect like your face disgusts me i, I yeah. think you said something <laughs> when i see your face it disgusts me because of how that movie was. <laughs> oh so yeah when i when i looked at it that way as these people who were basically like um who, who were basically trying to show us that working class people, even when they get to the highest point in their career are still nothing, you know, they're still taken advantage of. They're still looked upon as garbage. Those people in that kitchen cared more about chef and about their craft and about performing this way. Like they were all willing to kill and die in the end of this because, and again, you and I have been there you end up making essentially a family in some of these jobs that you go to, oh, you yeah. know, especially the working level ones, you know, right now where I reside. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. I, I read an article that I thought was pretty fascinating. Um, they were saying that basically there's a movie out there called pig and it's kind of the flip of this in that in part of pig, um, Nicholas cage is a chef turned backwards recluse and he ends up capturing this other chef who 
had betrayed him and went on to open a fancy schmancy restaurant instead of just like a little diner pub kind of thing and forces him to see the error of his ways by basically carving off a piece of him every day and saying, you know, you've lost yourself. So it kind of feels like, as this author was saying, it feels like this could be the next step in that. Like now this is the person who got that second chance and said, you're right. I've seen the error of my ways and it's not worth it because these rich people are fucking bullshit and they don't know anything, blah, 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 blah. I found the quote. It wasn't discussed. It was the memory of your face in that film haunts me. (laughs) Haunts me. I've, I've experienced that. <clears throat> I've experienced the, the, uh, the author of this article quoted from pig where he said, every day you wake up and there'll be less of you. Meaning he was carving off a piece of him, but also his path to this elitist restaurant thing. He says, you live your life for them and they don't even see you. You don't even see yourself. So now you flip it to this movie and he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm done with this. And I yeah. loved how his, Like the first few menu items were absurd, you know, like the little oyster or the little scallops on the rocks that they harvested from around the island. You're like, this is kind of ridiculous, but it kept getting more and more absurd. Like the no bread, um, uh, the, the sous chef who presented his, and I love when they put the menu item up there on the, on the screen and they would tell you what was in there and and at the end, just a fucking cheeseburger. I liked it when they had the uh, the uh, the 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 guy that he had cooked his like he cooked the lamb and the shallots and blah 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 and everything and it was just like I can't remember his name now but like Lewis Nicholas Holt character yeah like Lewis's fucking mess or whatever yeah (laughs) those bullshit or whatever it was um also. Side note, and you'll probably go, yeah, I know that, but I loved when he cooked that burger and he put the raw onion on it and then flipped it over so that it was stuck inside the burger and cooking in there with all the onion juice going in. Oh, that burger looked delicious. Yeah, it did look pretty damn solid, didn't it? Yeah, and I like the fact that she said cheeseburger and she got two patties with American, <laughs> with American cheese. Well, American cheese melts the best for something like this. It doesn't break apart. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah, you get some of those yeah. harder cheeses like cheddar, and the pieces yeah. will snap off. And Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then when that cheese did melt, and it hit the flat top, and it got it all crispy on the edges. Mm. Oh. Mm. That's that that good looking right there. That was, yeah. The, uh, another, another side note, speaking of cheese, did you know that a lot of Hard cheeses, especially Cabot hard cheeses, uh, are naturally lactose-free. Yes. And I love that because Julie is lactose intolerant, so we bought a lot of vegan cheeses. And I recently discovered that. And you can go into the store, and the ones that are will say right on them, naturally lactose-free. So, like, your shredded mozzarellas, no. The soft ones have lactose in them. So you won't see that anywhere. But you get the, the cheddars, the pepper jacks, stuff like that. Naturally lactose free. Nice. The world has changed. <coughs> Speaking of cheese, this has nothing to do with the podcast, but I'm going to bring it up now, anyways. For Christmas, Cause... Kate got me a 
Wisconsin, from Wisconsin, she got me a seventeen-year-old uh, a, a aged cheddar. Mm. How's that? It was oh. You ate it all, I'm assuming. We we it's, it's gone. It was so <laughs> good. It was so <laughs> creamy. Just, I mean, I don't want to say melts in your mouth. That's just not accurate. But it was so flipping delicious. And one of the things that I truly appreciate about it a lot was that right on the cover of the packaging, it's a uh, Gardner's Wisconsin cheese, 17 year old super sharp cheddar ingredients, pasteurized milk, cheese culture, salts, enzymes, and then a natto, which I don't know what that is. What is it? A natto. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, A-N-A-T-O? Uh, A-N-N-A-T-O. Let's see what a natto is. An orange-red condiment and food coloring derived from the seeds of the acciote tree, native to tropical America. Oh, it's Often used coloring. to impart a yellow or orange color to yeah. foods, but sometimes also flavor and aroma. Yeah, and this this cheese was that color. Hmm? It was it was a good color like that. Anyways, on the packaging, what are you doing, Wes? Oh, oh, um, it says. Do not cut off the white crystals from the aged cheddar. That is the best tasting part, and they are right. I've always <laughs> enjoyed the uh, like the crystallized ow, crystallized enzymes uh-huh. in the cheese. Like to me, that's sometimes always the best part. But yeah, hold on a second. Okay. Yeah, so if you have a good cheddar cheese and it's got the, the enzymes in it, just eat them. They're delicious. <laughs> nice. Have you tried that uh, that baked cheese that comes in, like, squares and it's you just kind of bake it in the oven or on a pit stove top and it – Have you you know what I'm talking about at all? No, I've seen ones that are baked. So, like, you know, they're little cheese crisps. No, no. This <coughs> is – I'll send you a picture of it later. We, we're getting okay. sidetracked, but – Sure. She got a couple of those, and then they sent her a free sample of this uh, Italian herb cheese or garden herb cheese. It was like a six ounce brick. It was it was really 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 fucking good. That's a lot of reallys. Because it really was good. Thanks. Yeah. Um, trailers and movies and such. I mean, trailers yeah. and news and such. I got a few items that have popped up tonight, but. You sent me the teaser for Evil Dead Rise, which was teaserific. I mean, uh, and that's all I need to see, really. Yep, I did watch the full Red Band trailer. Uh, I specifically told Julia when this movie comes out, I will have to go to the movie theater to see it with Mike because yeah. this is, the, you know, it's Evil Dead. That is a thing of ours. I will definitely see it. I said, "You are not invited." She really? said, "I'm not," and I said, "Yes," because she doesn't like pure horror at all. Oh, and, and this looks like that's exactly what it's going to be. Oh, dude. Some of the stuff that I saw in this trailer even made me wince. So, nice. um, was anything as bad as the yes. Evil Dead? The Anything you can name. I saw at least one scene in here that I'm like, <coughs> fucking nope. The, um, you know, the, the, the box cutter that she licks. Yeah. Not in the original Evil Dead, but oh, yeah, in no. the, the Fed oh. Alvarez, the Evil Dead. 
Evil I believe that this has it beat. Okay. You have not watched the trailer. I'm not going to subject you to it, but when we watch the movie, we're going to talk about it afterwards. Okay, that's fine. <coughs> you did send the full trailer to me, and it's like two and a half minutes long, and I watched the first like 40 seconds, which is the kind of the beginning of the trailer till it cuts to like where it shows you like, you know, like uh, the producers of the movie, like those graphics. And, yeah. and then it deep dives into the trail. I'm like, you know what? Nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to go watch this. I don't want anything to ruin this. This No, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <coughs> so that is that. Yep. Um, for some unknown reason out of the blue, we have received confirmation that 40 years later, there is an official sequel to Mel Brooks's history of the world. Part one aptly titled history of the world. Part two, that is not Mel Brooks creating it. Right. Yeah. We actually talked about it last summer, that like the rumors were running around about this. And yeah. I, I don't, I mean, if it's not Mel Brooks, I don't care quite frankly. Yeah. I might check it out when it comes out, depending on how it looks, but I have a feeling that it's just going to be a bunch of weird skit gags and yeah. probably won't be that enjoyable. It's going to be on Hulu. Yep. So, I mean, it's not going to cost us anything. Right. Well, it costs us right. our time and our soul. Fair enough. Wakanda Forever hits Disney Plus February 1st, so that's, a, that's when I'll watch it. Yep, same um, here. And I won't miss out because there's no other uh, Marvel movies coming up between then. Correct. Up between now and then that, you know, uh, you sent the Renfield trailer. So sight unseen, I saw that this had popped up. I knew what was going on with it. I knew the premise, but I hadn't seen anything on it. So I just said, Julia, I need you to come watch this. And she's like, what? I said, just come <laughs> watch it. And I sat her down and we both watched it sight unseen. <clears throat> so. I'm assuming you watched the trailer. Uh, I did. Yep. First off, yep. this looks fucking amazing. It does. It looks great. I mean, it really does. So she's watching it, and I could see she's really digging it, really digging it. And then we get the big reveal that Nick Cage is Dracula, and her yep. face just lit up. And I was like, you didn't think it could get better, did you? She's like, no. It was, it was priceless. They're saying this is a reboot. Of the Dracula series. Mm. I'm down for it. This looked fucking tight. This looked like what we do in the shadows kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Which that that show is phenomenal, by the way. <coughs> it is. And hey, Nicholas Holt plays Renfield. Yeah. So he's in everything <laughs> right now. I like that he really. has the, the traditional power of, you know, eat a bug, gain superhuman powers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, no, this looks great. If if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't checked out the trailer for Renfield with Nicholas Holt, Nick Cage, Aquafina, go check this out. It's going to be phenomenal. Like, I'm stoked for this movie. <laughs> um, speaking of Nicholas Holt. He's actually, uh, I didn't share this with you, but he is playing the voice of John Arbuckle in the upcoming Garfield movie. Interesting. I could see that. Comes out May 24th, 2024. <clears throat> and uh, would you care to guess who's playing Garfield's voice? Bill Murray again? Um, John Goodman. Chris Pratt. 
Why? Why is he suddenly getting work as a voice actor? I don't know. But uh, Chris Pratt. Now I'm now I'm upset. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say though, Nicholas Holt. I can't think of anything that that guy's been in that I haven't loved. Like I loved him as Hank McCoy in the younger oh, yeah, X Men yeah. movies. Yep. Uh, loved him in Warm Bodies, in um, <clears throat> the the. Uh, God, what is that one on Hulu that I like? Um, the Great, you know, where he plays. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's been real good and stuff. Yes. Yeah. I love him. He's he's awesome. Anyway, sorry. Continue. No, no, there's nothing to continue. He's awesome. Um, sick. Uh, coming to Peacock here. What do you think of that? Kevin Williamson, the guy that brought a scream. Yeah, he, it's basically a horror movie set at the outset of the pandemic. A couple of teenage girls get a big old house by themselves to quarantine in their bubble. Um, and there's a killer on the loose. There's some teenage boys that come over. They they kind of get up to some shenanigans. And then there's, there's a mysterious a, uh, killer. There's a fun... Um, <clears throat> there's a fun scene in the movie, if you will where this woman is in her car and one of the people runs up to it and is like pounding on the door, like, let me in. And she's like, where you got to put your mask on? It's dangerous, mm. you know? Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> there's a killer coming after her. That actually comes out this Friday, the 13th. Oh, wow. It's on Peacock this Friday. I will not cool. be watching it Friday because Friday is Friday, the 13th. Hot the, and therefore, uh, cousin Johnny's coming over for our annual Whenever there's a Friday the 13th, we get together and watch Friday the 13th movies. Movies. Nice. Which ones are you doing this time? <clears throat> well, we're going to go with a new beginning, part five. Ah. Uh, well, you know, we've watched them all. We haven't seen that one in a good couple of years. So, like, it's in the franchise. I did, it is. I bought, I bought that Shout Factory box set last summer. So, we, saw, uh-huh. you know, we have all those versions to watch. And then we're going to flip a coin between New Blood <coughs> Uh, which is part seven, or J- Jason goes to hell. Wow! Why not? Why not just throw in Jason go, does Manhattan and and make it a hat trick of garbage? Like you're skipping over six, which is the best. Which I'm assuming you we, watch most times. We watched six last time. Yeah, but I mean, you're and going with five, which was god awful. We watched and seven two and six last time. So you got all the good ones out of the way. Well, typically we watch six almost every time we have a Friday the 13th marathon. We end up putting six because on. it's the best. It is the absolute best. It ages phenomenally well. It still looks well. It holds up. It's a great story. You know, part three is good except for all the cheesy 3D effects. So they like keep shoving shit in the camera. Uh-huh. Um, you know. <coughs> uh, part one yeah, is good except I, for the fact that there's no Jason. You know, the, the 2009 movie is decent. Because it's it's kind of like parts one, two, and three together. Mm-hmm. Um, one very briefly, mostly two and three. Uh, Jason goes to hell. I mean, Jason X. Mm, that's a movie. <laughs> uh, Freddy versus Jason. That's that's solid. You know, for what it is. Uh, yeah. And then sometimes we watch the Never Hike Alone fan films. Mm-hmm. We've we've put those in the rotation, uh, but we're we're gonna go with a uh, new beginning part five. Okay, 
I look forward to hearing how it went for you. I mean, it, it's a, I mean, it, I'm going to talk about the really awkward, uh, robot dance scene before that girl dies. Uh, about how the little kid cops a feel on the, uh, the, the final girl, I guess you would call her in this, uh, at the end of it, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the same old, same old. So you shared that Wednesday was officially renewed for season two at Netflix. Yep. But boy, there was so many rumors earlier this week going around that that's going to end up someplace else. Yeah, uh, apparently there was a story that broke that said that it was going to Amazon Prime. Like they were going to be a second season, but they were selling it off to Amazon. Yeah. And that turned out to not be true at all. And uh, it's sticking on Netflix, which yeah. made more sense. Like I couldn't understand now, if the story had been Wednesday, the hit show on HBO Max has been canceled, renewed, canceled again, and shipped off to uh, PBS, that would have been more believable than Netflix is going to take a money-making show and ship it off to Prime. Right, right. Yeah. Because HBO Max has no fucking idea what they're doing right now. And that's another show I need to finish watching is Wednesday as well. Yeah, you really do, and especially now that it's getting a second season. Yeah. And then you, the trailer, uh, you part season four, part one. Did you watch this or did you say, no, I'm going to watch the show. I don't need to watch this. No, I'm going to watch the show. I need to watch this. Okay. Did you, I will say this. Yes, I did watch it. Um, the twist this time is that Joe has a stalker. Interesting. Yep. He, he's apparently trying to lay a little low. And this time he has somebody who knows him, who's sending him texts like, hey, that brown looks good on you and stuff like that. So I'm very much looking forward to this. I love the show anyway. So it's an easy sell. A couple of things that came in tonight. Uh, They announced that the actress who plays uh, Kate Lethbridge Stewart is coming back to the new seasons of Doctor Who. So we'll be seeing her again. They also announced some new character that maybe uh, they didn't say who he was, um, but he's a new character that'll be on the show. Okay. I'm just excited that Kate's coming back. I saw that we're basically getting three episodes with David Tennant before it switches over to the new doctor. Yeah. But they're like special length. Yes. They're all, they're all listed as specials. (laughs) This was kind of interesting. Um, Nicholas Cage did an interview with Collider recently, and uh, he actually spilled a lot of beans on the upcoming face-off sequel because there's an what, upcoming what, what, face-off what, sequel. What? what? Yeah, this was, this was his quote from the interview. I think face-off is a sequel that lends itself to a lot of twists and turns and unpredictability. It's almost like if you factor in the idea of offspring and Caster and Sean having children and these children grow up, then it becomes like three-dimensional chess. And then it's not just like the two, John Travolta and myself, it's four of us ping-ponging and going at different levels, and it becomes even more complex. I think there's a lot of fertile ground there. I had maybe one meeting in an office, but I haven't heard anything since, so I don't know. And so they asked Simon Barrett about that. They're like, did he just let slip what you and Adam have been plotting out? And Simon Barrett's like, he sure did. It's super cool. We're both honored. It seems like our idea. So basically. I want to take his face off. 
but now they have adult children who will also be facing off. Ooh. Wasn't wasn't one of the kids a a girl? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, in the day we live in today, you know, with sex changes and whatnot. So it's I interesting. It was also a very intricate procedure back then. So I don't know if they're going to be like this is years later, and so now it's much easier to do. Because remember, one of the whole things was like it was experimental, and only this one guy could do it. Oh, no. I haven't watched that movie in so long. I think I need to watch that. Yeah, I do too. I could eat a peach all day. So, speaking of weird things, apparently somebody uh, at one point in the writer's room pitched a crossover between um, Smallville and Supernatural, which I don't know how that would have worked considering that Jensen Ackles was on Smallville for like a season and a half. It's true, but they uh, they said there were a lot of really cool ideas that some of the writers had. They had an episode where they really wanted to do a Superman curse that was about every actor who plays Superman ends up getting killed. So they find out that Tom Willing from Smallville is next, and I have to save him. I thought that was one of the funniest ideas I'd heard. Okay, that is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I think that would have been That's how they great. Could, that would have been fantastic. That would have had yeah. a pure comedy episode. A, a Superman <laughs> curse. Fucking great. I would love that. But yeah, that's all I got. Is that all you got? Yeah, that's it for me. That's it for me. Cool. Uh, I can be fine on the Twitter machine. I'm Superstar Mel. I'm the Quantum Geek, G33K. That is the Shizo, I guess. No. No, that is the show. That is the show. You're you're a 43 year old man. Yep, I am. There, there's no shizzo. <laughs> if Wesley heard you say that, he'd be like, "Dad, knock it off." Uh, we'll talk to you next week, people. <laughs>